Hello and welcome to the third episode of the CCGI podcast. Last week we interviewed Dr. Sean Thistle and discussed his role as an Ontario opinion leader and a knowledge translation expert. This week we have the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Bob Hegg, CEO of the Ontario Chiropractic Association and a best practice collaborator. Before we speak with Bob, Kent and I would like to discuss the CCGI exercise videos. These videos and resources that were created by the CCGI to make the process of prescribing evidence-based exercises to patients simple. So Kent, can you tell me why the CCGI exercise videos were created? Sure. Um, Well, as we know, exercise can be an effective intervention for patients suffering from neck and back pain. But sometimes one of the potential barriers to exercise prescription is when clinicians aren't confident in the effectiveness of certain or specific exercises. There are hundreds of exercises that you can give to your patients. So how do we choose the best ones? So this is why the CCGI has taken exercises that were reviewed in the clinical practice guidelines and some others that were identified through consensus from experts in rehabilitation to make sure that you're giving your patients the best ex- exercises for their condition and that they're rooted in the best and latest evidence. Well, it's good to know, uh, but how are the exercise videos meant to be used by patients and clinicians? Well, you, there's a few different ways that you can, that you can use them. Um, there's patient exercise forms on the CCGI website that can be printed off or filled out online and given to your patients. Uh, they provide a picture, title, and a description of the exercises. Uh, as a clinician, you can also create a YouTube playlist of a few exercise videos for your patients and then send that playlist to them by email or have them visit your YouTube page and follow the playlist. I know you created a tutorial video about how to make an exercise video playlist. How does that work? So it's really quite simple and it takes less than three minutes to create a customized playlist of exercises. Uh, You can make a few different playlists and use them for several patients rather than create a new playlist for each patient. Um, The best way to learn about this is to visit the CCGI YouTube page and watch the really short video video we created on that. Oh, that's great. So how do you prescribe exercise in daily practice? Well, my approach really, it varies based on the patient in front of me. uh, Some patients will prefer hand-drawn stick figures, uh, while others need printed pictures with clear descriptions. Uh, a lot of patients need me to demonstrate the exercises, then watch, watch perf- be performed them initially. But I also have quite a few patients who are tech savvy and become really engaged in their care when they receive a playlist of exercises customized for their specific condition. Oh, that's great. So on to the, the, the next part of our show, which is our, our, our interview with, with Dr. Bob Hegg. Uh, Dr. Bob Hegg graduated from CMCC in 1977 and practiced in St. Catharines, Ontario for 26 years. He served on the board of directors of the OCA from 1982 to 2002, including as OCA president from 1989 to 1991. In 2002, he started the transition from elected volunteer to staff, by taking on the part-time role of Director of Government and Professional Affairs. He left practice to become a full-time employee of the OCA in 2002 and has been CEO since 2005. As an advocacy organization, the the OCA has experienced several stakeholder and government relations successes during Bob's tenure. Most recently, the Ontario Ministry of Health and Long-Term Care welcomed chiropractors into primary healthcare settings with a publicly funded low back pain pilot project and the addition of chiropractors to the list of practitioners eligible to accept staff positions within the family health teams and nurse practitioner-led clinics. Bob has contributed to a variety of boards and councils during his career, 
He is currently serving as the chair of the Coalition of Regulated Health Professional Associations and chair of the Fee-Setting Advisory Committee on Ontario's Workplace Safety and Insurance Board. Well, thanks for taking the time to join us, Bob. We know you're a really busy person. Um, I'd like to start by asking you, what do you do as the, C- as the CEO of a provincial association? Um, well, thanks very much, guys, for uh, for having me. This is a this is a pretty sort of exciting new initiative you have here. So, I mean, the CEO is really the the chief staff officer. So, the board is the elected people, and the they they hire a CEO. Um, and where the board establishes policies and strategic direction for the organization, it's up to the CEO uh, to make it happen, basically. Um, so, you know, I, um, that's sort of annual operational planning and execution. It's making sure we have the right staff and the right infrastructure to, to, um, uh, uh, to, to get the boards, to achieve the board's vision, um, and, and sort of allocating resources appropriate, appropriately to try to get things done. So that's sort of the technical part of it. The, 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 the real key uh, for a CEO is to have like a, literally a 10-year a view of where the profession and where the association are heading um, because things in healthcare change slowly, as we all know. Um, and, and it's that ability, that, that sort of vision of the future that sort of um, jointly reached by the board and, 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 and the CEO partnership about where we're going and, and how we're about to get there. Thank you, Bob. That's a great insight for us uh, practitioners. Now, I know the OCA has a very large membership, so how do you disseminate guidelines and information to your members? Well, a, co- <coughs> a combination of things. I mean, I mean, there's an awful lot of work done by the CCGI, so we're very active in uh, in disseminating that sort of information, but 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 also other information that's useful too. And we do that sort of both through um, sort of email and bulletin communications, but also at um, uh, workshops and webinars and uh, and through social media and those sort of things. The thing is that. Um, the OCA and other chiropractic organizations, you know, know that, you know, we're in the middle of a shift t- into um, evidence-based care, evidence-informed care, um, and that we need to do things to help facilitate that. So it's really integral to almost everything we do. Now, I, I said evidence-informed practice as opposed to saying research-based practice, and I'm saying that sort of as the association advocacy group because oftentimes chiropractors think of evidence-informed care, meaning you can only do what research has proven to be effective, which of course isn't isn't it at all, right? Um, it's it's the judicious application of evidence in decision making, but there's really the three pillars, right? The best available research evidence. Uh, the practitioner's expertise and experience, and patient preference. Those are all part of evidence-informed care. And we're still at a place where most of the research uh, that we have is is on, you know, back pain, neck pain, headaches, and, and other musculoskeletal things. But we also need to apply the principles of evidence-based care to things where there's little or no research. Um, so, for example, um, Thrive is our December uh, mini conference and uh, Cheryl Hawk is going to be there speaking on non-MSK conditions. So yeah, she'll talk about the state of the research, 
Uh, but more importantly, she'll be helping people learn how to talk to patients, talk to physicians, talk to other stakeholders about these things. In other words, how to effectively use um, not just research evidence, but the principles of evidence-informed care in your practice to support your practice in places where research is inconclusive. So it's, it's, it's part of almost everything that we do uh, uh, do with members. Well, that's great. I think I think that's really great information for your li- for listeners and your members to know. Um, and I would imagine that some of the other provincial associations would have similar strategies and 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 approaches. So our, our final question for you was: How does the OCA reach and engage with patients? Well, that's a that's actually uh, we we put a lot of energy and quite frankly a lot of uh, a lot of funds into that. Well, because one of our key uh, one of our key goals is to promote the use of chiropractic uh, to the public. We do we do quite a bit of paid advertising, um, both broadcast and radio and print and and digital. Um, you, we've just had a six month campaign running on the basis of a uh, of a campaign called the Simple Things. In other words, you know things are simple until they aren't, um, which really talks about you know. Individual patients, you know, having trouble getting out of bed, getting in their car, that kind of thing, and it's really, really resonated. We've got other provincial associations and some international interests actually in, uh, in, in using that ad. So, so the paid advertising is a part of that. The other part of it is is public relations and and media relations, and that's that's where we we um, work to get positive stories about chiropractors or positive stories that include chiropractors in the media without having to pay for them. So this is, you know, when you see coverage of chiropractors talking about text neck or chiropractic or our snow shoveling or backpack modules, that's what we mean by, uh, by the, the, the media relations and public relations part of it. And, and I guess the final thing is really supporting chiropractors, individual chiropractors with sort of materials and expertise and advice and logistics for when they're going out and doing trade shows and events and, and, and engaging members through social media and, and that sort of thing. Um, uh, people, you know, people will be going out to a seniors event and has the OCA got anything that we can use there? And we've got a lot of resources for that. Um, uh, and of course, we've got our social media channels that are directly uh, connecting with, with, um, uh, with, with, with members of the public and patients. Um, uh, many, many thousand followers, but I don't have the number off the top of my head. Well, I, well, I believe the Ontario is uh, quite, quite a large province. Um, yeah. Now, yeah. Um, we're, we're running out of time, but I really would like to thank you, Bob. We, we appreciate uh, you coming on the show. Um, for for our listeners, this is that time of the show when we ask you for a favor. Uh, we'd like you to take five minutes out of your day to visit the CCGI website. Visit chiroguidelines.org uh, to access all of the CCGI resources and look for tools that can enhance your practice and benefit your patients. Um, better yet, go on to the YouTube channel and, and have a look at the exercise videos and see how you can integrate them into your practice. So yeah, thanks again for tuning in, and thanks again to Dr. Haig for joining us. Uh, we look forward to bringing you our next guest in two weeks. That, that'll be Dr. Peter Stilwell, a chiropractor in Halifax, who's also a PhD student at Dalhousie University and co-leader of the Nova Scotia Practice-Based Research Network. We'll be asking him about his PBRN, and that promises to be another entertaining and informative show. Bye for now.